0: Um, I made some new friends last weekend. Uh, I went to a birthday dinner party, and it was like vaguely open seating. But this guy, like sits at our table and he was not the best conversationalist. aka, per usual, I was carrying the combo. And he starts talking about how much he he said that he asked his wife to break up with him when they were dating, which, by the way, if someone were to ask me to break up with them while we were dating, I would hit them with my car, like with no remorse. Um, and then he talks about how he has a kid and he never wanted a kid, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to this Monday morning at 6 a.m., I get a LinkedIn message from this man yeah. saying like, hey, Erica, it was great meeting you. Here's my number if you want to keep in contact. Don't slide into anyone's LinkedIn DMs. I unless you have a job offer, like there better be financial compensation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was the wife at dinner? No.
0: So it was just him, which I thought was a little odd, but they do have a very young baby. Yeah, so know. maybe they couldn't get a babysitter. I don't know.
1: That he didn't want. Literally,
2: <laughs>
0: That's what's wild to me. And so at first I was like, oh, this guy's like trying to step out on his wife. And then I check my, To see who viewed my Instagram story, because I'm like convinced that I'm shadow banned, which would be deserved to be quite honest. I do say out of pocket things, but his wife watched my stories and I don't know. It's giving we want a third. And I just
1: so I have two thoughts. One is that the second is that I have the scary fear of like hooking up with a man who is married and doesn't tell me they're married or they tell me they're married. I don't really care. But, um and then their wife or significant other finds out and then finds out about you and then they find you and they kill you. Like That is like one of my biggest fears as a gay man because I feel like there are these, you know, sneaky straight DL men on Grindr that will have a wife that might want to come kill you. So she's going to kill you.
0: Let a bitch try me. Do you really think someone, I don't know,
1: No, I think in this situation, he probably told her. No, but like
0: in a general situation, do you think that like Uh, the wife would really go that?
1: I don't know. I I get that's like one of my fears. (laughs) I think it's a good lifetime movie too. And like the idea.
0: I honestly would not be shocked if there is a lifetime movie that has either been produced or currently in production.
1: It's probably not gay though. It's probably just like a mistress. But that has happened. There's, 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 that's happened in mistress situations where the wife. Or if it's a mister situation where the other one goes and kills, I, or it happened right in Villanova a few years ago. Wait, actually.
0: really? Oh, wait, I do yeah, remember it, that. Remember yes. that?
1: the wife like killed him and the girl, or the opposite. It might have been the mistress killed the wife and the husband. I don't know. Was it one of the one or the other? Long story short, keep your legs close to married men, Erica. They were never open.
0: Does anyone <laughs> remember, remember that Beyonce movie, Obsessed, with Ali
1: Lawrence? It's kind of that's what I was thinking he of went too.
0: Into my house. You touched my I, just,
1: I think it's kind of interesting. How did you how did you know he was how did you know it was the wife?
0: Um, because it she had like picture. Her profile was oh so you could see. Do you look at your do you look at your Instagram look,
1: I never look at I mine.
0: only do if I'm concerned that like people who would normally see my stories wouldn't. Um, because like I have family members who literally cannot find me on Instagram because I'm shadow banned.
1: I've yeah, 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 what's that? So I know. I never really look at mine. I get, I get like nervous to look Why?
0: at Why? Who are you?
1: Because then I get mad if someone I wanted to like react to a naked photo that I posted doesn't react to it and they saw it. And then it's like a bummer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a, I'm that's serious. a different, very specific problem.
1: Like if I post a thirst strap for like one person and they look at my story and don't react to it, then I'm like, <laughs> but if they don't react to it and I don't know if they ever saw it in my mind, they just never saw it.
0: You know, I think that's the benefit of, being a woman in that I can, you know, not mean to post a thirst trap at all and have a hundred dudes messaging me like, hey, what's up?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true.
0: Some guy literally commented. I'm not even going to say what he commented, but it was on a picture of my darling cat and it was not OK.
1: About your pussy.
3: Yeah, <sighs> I don't like that word.
1: It's gross. I'm sure men will pop up in today's episode. Oh, isn't yes. You right?
3: Yes. They will be making an appearance. Let's get into the conservative YouTube hellscape. (music) Lately, I've been feeling insecure about my lack of education. What is the fastest way to pretend that I have a college degree, I asked myself. Online university, of course. I remember seeing ads for one called PragerU and thought I'd have to check it out. With only a few short videos per day, I have managed to get good and learned on a huge range of topics like economic theory, civics, law, gender studies, (laughs) and even how to embrace my masculinity. (laughs) Did you guys know that Ayn Rand had a lot of really great ideas? (laughs) Chances are you've seen ads for PragerU on social media or had their videos suggested to you on YouTube. At a glance, the videos look like they came from any other infotainment content factory like now this. But PragerU is different. The thousands of videos on the channel are strategically created to push ultra-conservative ideology onto Millennial and Gen Z viewers. The main PragerU channel was started in June 2009 by Dennis Prager and his partner, Alan Estrin. It currently has 3.1 million subscribers and over 1.75 billion views across its thousands of videos. Existing solely on donations, the organization brought in $28 million in 2020, up from $10 million in 2018, so they're growing at a rapid rate. Every year, they spend about 40% of their budget on advertising, which is why the presence of PragerU is nearly inescapable on Facebook and YouTube. Like Ben Shapiro's media company, The Daily Wire, PragerU started with an infusion of cash from Dan and Ferris Wilkes, two billionaire brothers who made their cash in the fracking industry. Basically discount Coke brothers, the two Wilkes boys spend fat wads of their fortunes advancing conservative values. Alan Estrin, the producer, isn't all that interesting. Really, the only fun fact that I found about him is he and his brother wrote the script for Disney's Pocahontas 2. Which is very interesting considering one of the channel's more recent videos is entitled Are We Living on Stolen Land? And proposes that colonialism was actually pretty good. Dennis Prager, on the other hand, is a bloated windbag. He once said in an interview, My life's mission has been to influence as many people as possible to adopt Judeo-Christian and American values. And of course, by American, he mostly means white America. The channel hosts all kinds of different types of video formats, fireside chats with Dennis Prager, which I don't recommend because your brain will literally melt out your ears, weekly news headline recaps, interviews with popular conservative figures, Prager You Kids content, and their bread and butter short five minute videos featuring a host and motion graphics on a single topic. Some recent titles of these videos include ESG is ruining the US economy, Israel. Who are the indigenous people? Do descendants of all slaves deserve reparations? And why isn't communism as hated as Nazism? And of course, all of these videos feature a who's who of conservative guests, including Jordan Peterson, Nikki Haley, Ben Shapiro, Tim Pool, Tucker Carlson, and many, many others. So I thought today, since I was basically out sick at the end of last week, and the episode I was going to write didn't get written, that we would have a fun time watching some of these videos and reacting to them and see what my co-hosts think, because they have not seen this content and they are not prepared for it. You're assuming I haven't seen this content, but I, I do sometimes watch
1: this content. <laughs> yeah, I... I will
0: say as someone who
1: <laughs> just kidding. has
0: nothing to do at work, I have been accidentally radicalized and I only receive like
3: fear mongering YouTube suggestions. It is crazy that no matter what you follow on YouTube and what you watch, PragerU always pops up. I get ads for them all the time. I do have an ad blocker on, so I don't get the pre-roll ads anymore when I'm on my computer, but when I'm watching on my TV or on my phone, their their ads pop up before videos quite a lot and they're usually really well targeted. So if you're watching kind of like leftist content, they'll have an ad for a video that's kind of the opposite of the video you're watching.
0: Like the same concept, but like the opposite approach. Yeah, but
3: from the the conservative angle, more or less.
0: We're going to get into it, but I think that's what's so genius about it is like, I truly am interested on like the many people who are involved with causing the opioid epidemic. But if you get too stuck into that, like the language is so coded. It's like, oh, there's literally a show about like no-go zones and like, in one episode about the same place, it'll seem like this horrible, terrifying hellscape, no pun intended. And then on another show that's a lot more left-leaning, they like humanize the people. So it's definitely a, look at how bad cities are, and look at all these terrible brown people.
3: Yeah. And they definitely have their favorite topics. Obviously, climate change is probably the most frequent topic of these videos, Obviously, because the company started with fracking money. So, of course, they're going to talk nonstop about climate change. But uh, race relations is probably a really close second. Um, And you know what? Why don't we start with that? We have a real (laughs) banger here from a friend of the podcast, Candace Owens.
0: Wait, I have to say something about this woman's look before we get this started.
1: Me too. Me too. You go
0: first. She looks she's so poor here. Wait, she looks like. Does anyone remember? Don't look under the bed. The DCOM, with the boogeyman.
1: She looks. God, it's just obviously from before she before she had her own show yeah. now. Because she looks, she looks not rich. Girl, yeah. those edges look
0: like they've.
1: I was gonna. I, I wasn't gonna say it because I think it would be offensive. If I knew, my, uh-uh, I knew that's why
0: I said she looks like the boogeyman from Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm uh, literally yeah. gonna post a picture. Edges looking greasy and haggard. I can press
1: play, girl.
2: You've heard about the black card right no not the one from visa or american express this one is much more valuable there are entire organizations that have been built upon it yes america and individuals <laughs> that have used it to acquire both wealth and influence if this sounds like something you might wish to own you should know that there is only one way you can get your hands on it you have to be born with black skin
3: Real quick, um, Erica, can you show us your black card right now? Oh, is it um, in your wallet?
2: Oh, uh, but the,
0: you see, I gave it up uh, liking Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is so bad. I love it.
0: I love this so much.
1: What year is this?
3: Like, it's 5th, 17, 18? Yeah. And uh, obviously, podcasting is a famously visual medium. Obsessed. But the, uh, the graphic they're going with is this, like, it looks like a credit card, but it just says black card on it.
0: Wait, you want to know what's funny though? It's the backside of the credit card.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you have to be born with black skin.
0: (laughs) This is ridiculous.
2: That's the only requirement, really. You can be poor, middle-class, rich, it doesn't matter. The black card will still confer upon you an entire history of oppression, even if you've never been oppressed. (gasps) Flash the black card and most white people will cower. Play the black card expertly and you can win awards, make millions, all the while claiming that the people who got you there somehow hate you. With a black card, you can sell books full of indecipherable prose, because with a card that powerful, who cares if your words make any sense?
3: Who is she even talking about there? I
0: wanna know too, because
3: I I am black
0: and I have no millions and no books that I've written.
1: Well, because you're not. The, well, she's talking about strategically smart pocket.
0: But um
1: <laughs> This is great. I wish I could see the visual because it's so
4: crazy. I
0: can't get over any of this. I also love that it's like some like high school seniors project, like animation project. Internal corporate video is what
3: it reminds me of. There, there is a story about that. When it first started, they were making normal videos where they showed like B-roll off of Getty and actual footage and stock images of who they were and what they were talking about. And somebody sued them for using their likeness in a video. I, I don't remember who it was. So in like 2013 timeframe, I think they purged everything that came before that. And they've gone with just the worst version of, like, corporate animation possible ever since then. Obsessed.
2: I love it. You can call yourself a civil rights leader and shake down multinational corporations, or you can torch your own neighborhood. Girl, what? Because you didn't like the outcome of a grand jury verdict. Ironically, the people you might think have the most legitimate claim to the black card refuse to use it. No, stop. Take my grandfather, for instance. He raised me from the time I was nine years old, born in 1941 in rural North Carolina. Okay. He started working at age five, no. laying out tobacco to dry on a sharecropping farm. No! Wait,
0: that's oh, slavery, girl. Oh, my God. It's Could just... you imagine bragging about sharecropping
3: that's just slavery light yes this is slavery i can't
0: believe she said i my grandfather got to witness diet slavery and i'm proud of him for that
3: i guess
1: he's she's trying to say he didn't use it he's using it that's we mentioned she this a couple episodes back candace owens got her start she used a black card and her in her words she's used the black yeah, card yeah I'm that's like, that's how she would describe i don't it. believe in the black card but i'm saying she used the black card if you right by, by definition
2: Jim Crow, separate <gasps> drinking fountains in the KKK were ever-present realities. He was 17 when he married my grandmother.
1: Ew. He
2: made a living cleaning homes and office buildings until he saved up enough money to open his own cleaning business. Boss. The thing is, he never played any card. Nor did my grandmother. If they had problems, they didn't blame anybody. They just fixed them. Girl. And they raised me to do the same. I was a first generation college student. This was supposed to be the ticket to prosperity, but it wasn't. Uh, uh, what, it, but, uh,
3: she's talking, she's talking to me. She's talking to my <laughs> I was
0: gonna now. say, wait, is she the, like did she slide to the left <laughs> this on is pretty us? Liberal,
3: girl. As I was like scrolling through the videos today, I noticed there were multiple videos about how dumb college is. One video they have is, I learned more working for McDonald's than going to college. Oh, no. So I think their whole thing is, like, college is, like, all leftist and, like, yeah. communist now, so it's it's totally worthless.
2: I left college with a mountain of debt and no practical skills. <laughs> I had just $80 in my bank account and very few prospects. I could have given up. I could have dug deep into my history and declared myself a natural product of ancestral oppression. And then
3: I found victimhood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could have played the black card and absolved myself of all responsibility for my own stupid decisions. Except I didn't. If believing in myself, if accepting the responsibility for my failure somehow disqualifies me from owning an imaginary card, then let me be the first to declare that I don't want one. <laughs> I also don't want Cornell West, Al Sharkey, <laughs> or insert anyone else who uses their skin color to game the system. As a role model, I already have my grandfather. His story is unique. His story is beautiful because it's American. Uh. And that's the only card I've ever been interested in playing. (laughs) I'm Candace Owens for Prager University.
3: Cue
1: eagle screeching. Is she running for something? Hold please.
2: I am going to
0: first and foremost say, why is she coming after Cornell West? That man went to Princeton and Harvard.
1: And Cornell West is not some like no. liberal, like crazy liberal man at all. He says some crazy shit. That I was going to say
0: there with. are a lot yeah. of black people who heavily disagree with Cornell West. I,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And Al Sharpton. Wait. What? <laughs> Unfortunately, the listeners can't see the characters, but like these characters do not look black. These are all light skins.
1: I was going to say she is not that light. I mean, no, they're black. But I'm just saying she's not that light.
0: I am just like, why are they all the same color? Like, do black people only come in one color? I missed out the memo. My frustration with all of this is that it pushes this narrative that the only way to be a Black person who's, quote unquote, achieved the American dream is to overcome some type of trauma. Like, it's, I hate that we keep tying trauma with a Black experience. Like, OK, Candace, it is fantastic that your grandfather did that. And he did work hard. And my grandparents also worked hard. But you know what? They don't have their grandchild talking out the ass on the internet. They do, but.
1: Also, we don't know that he never used quote unquote black card that she claims exists that doesn't exist.
3: That's the thing is, is in this video, she never defines what using the black card actually looks like. She kind of gives some vague terms about like, oh, if you want to become a multimillionaire and get a book written. But like, what does that actually mean? Like, oh, I'm black. So now automatically I get a publisher.
0: She's literally pitching it as if being black is somehow beneficial in American society.
1: Right. Well, that's what that's what they say. That's their that's the right. Then bitch,
0: where are my benefits?
1: But look at Florida. That's what they're doing in Florida right
0: now. That is very true.
1: That black people are benefiting from being slaves, which is basically what she just said.
0: (laughs) I missed that. I guess we never were slaves because I never benefited. Like this is so ridiculously like single tone, but it also fully tracks and I'll give it to her. Candace Owens has not changed her tone.
1: Well, no, she has. Well, on this matter, I should
0: say. Oh, yeah.
1: She's definitely changed her hair. And and I'm happy she changed out of this Ben Franklin-looking outfit. Like, what the fuck is she wearing? She looks like Ben Franklin. She looks like one of her forefathers. She
0: is a founding father.
1: She is a founding father.
5: If you attended college, this is what you were likely taught. America was founded through acts of genocide, accompanied by larceny on the grandest scale. Wow, I can't believe they're being
0: factual. This is a strong start. Incredible.
5: Columbus and the Europeans who followed him sailed to the New World with the intention of exploiting whomever they found, and if necessary, enslaving or exterminating them. Soon afterwards, they began importing black bodies from Africa. They then built the world's richest country out of a combination of slave labor, stolen land, and environmental destruction.
3: No notes. Okay, I think we're done with that video. Yeah, I was going to
5: say they ate this one.
3: Oh, there's more to it. Did I miss anything?
5: As an historian, I can assure you this view is inaccurate in most particulars.
3: Let's describe our friend here, Jeff Finn Paul. Jeff Finn Paul looks like a raw chicken breast. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Finn Paul has complained about the amount of black pepper on his salad before.
1: (laughs) Jeff Finn Paul is a professor of economic and social history at Leiden University, which I'm going to assume is also a fake university. It sounds fake (laughs) to me. Seems like he's Leiden about that university.
5: But getting the story wrong is only part of the problem. The bigger problem is this. If you teach generation after generation that their country, their society, and their history are uniquely awful, Wait, wait, they wait, are wait, likely wait, to wait, believe
1: it. That is not how it's no, taught. not at all. Not at <laughs> like, all. Like, it's
5: literally not taught that way. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. This is a sure route to societal failure. This has consequences not only for America, but the entire world.
3: Huh? Because America is the most important and only country. Yes, yes.
5: Many in the U.S. seem to have no clue just how much of a city on the hill the U.S. is still perceived to be and how important that American beacon is to millions of people living under autocratic regimes. Yes, and we don't let them into this country. If the image of the U.S. is fundamentally delegitimized then increasing numbers of people will wonder whether democracy itself is worth the trouble.
3: Oh, oh, Uh, I I didn't I didn't think he was that smart, but that's that's pretty impressive. I I think we have to listen to him. (laughs) So let's correct the record before it's too late.
5: The narrative of the stolen country or Native American genocide does not stand up to scrutiny by any honest historian. No. It is a dangerously myopic and one-sided interpretation of history. No! It puts 100% of the burden on Europeans, who are held responsible for nearly all historical evil.
3: Because they were! Throughout all of history, when were Europeans alone held responsible for all of history's evil? Like, that's also factually incorrect.
0: This is insane. I love this. Keep it rolling.
5: While so-called indigenous people are mere victims, saint-like, innocent martyrs whose civilizations were close to ideal. This is simplistic, anti-historic thinking that has gained currency only because most practicing historians and history teachers have either given into groupthink or else have been cowed into silence by fear of losing their jobs. There is hardly a single civilization on Earth which did not displace natives or which did not engage in nasty wars or ethnic cleansing. Wait,
0: wait, (gasps) wait, 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 whoa, 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 First of all, you can't in one sentence say that these things never happen and then in the next sentence say, but it still happens everywhere else too. Is it A or B?
1: Also, I'd love to show this to white people now because I'm down for an ethnic cleansing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't agree for obvious reasons. They're trying to count different tribes in Africa attacking each other. In
0: Australia.
3: And different tribes in like the British Isles attacking each other. Like at the end of the day, they all ended up being British people. You know, it would be very different if like Africa came across and like invaded the British Isles and then turned it into an African nation. That's the equivalent of what we're talking about here.
1: Also, nobody here is saying colonization hasn't happened elsewhere. And no one here is saying it's great. (laughs) Like, yes, it has happened in other places before it happened here, and it was still bad.
3: I bet that's coming.
5: No matter who discovered the New World, it's inevitable that a large proportion of its inhabitants would have died within the first few decades after first contact. The New World population was smaller and more homogenous than the Old World population. Thus, its people had less immunity to disease than the people of the Old World.
3: Also, like this whole old world, new world paradigm, the indigenous people living on this continent had been here for eons. Yeah.
0: Yes. And my thing is, I will never understand the argument of like they couldn't take care of the land. Like, I don't know, it's existed for a really long fucking time. I think we can assume that indigenous people knew what they were doing with the land that they'd owned for their entire lives.
3: And also the argument of someone else would have done it, so might as well have been us. And like, okay, sure, but like, we're still the ones that fucking did it. (laughs) If you shoot somebody in the middle of the street and say, well, someone else probably would have shot them eventually, that's not going to get you off that charge.
0: The first half of that statement was giving 2016-era Trump.
3: (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking of. I could shoot
1: anyone in the center of Fifth
5: Avenue. You could, actually. I want to go back to that time. Where communities from Africa, Asia, and Europe have um, been intermingling for uh, millennia.
3: Intermingling
0: is a soft way of saying we've been running this colonial shit forever. We just did it in other countries before we got it to America.
5: So the claims of genocide by disease have almost nothing to do with European actions, <laughs> apart from their simply reaching the New World.
3: Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. Like, Thank we're you. talking about everything they did after that. Yeah, that's like, the problem. What
0: about the Trail of Tears? Like, <laughs> It's not just them coming to the new world.
5: Let us also acknowledge that Native American society was just as warlike as any other in human history. So they deserved it. The anthropologist's vision of Native Americans as peace pipe smoking environmentalists, which gained purchase in the 1970s, has long since given way to a more Hobbesian portrait
3: of pre-Columbian reality. I don't think I've ever thought that.
0: Me either.
3: The picture we have of Native Americans in this country—the realistic and also the romanticized bullshit view—is that they were ruthless warriors. Yes. In North America,
5: most natives were primitive farmers. This means that, with some exceptions, they had no permanent settlements. They farmed in an area. That sounds for a pretty few fucking decades permanent, decades permanent to me. Wore out
1: the a soil. few decades. Also, like, who cares? Like, why are these? These aren't bad
3: things. People moving around isn't a bad thing. No, you don't understand. So in the Prager U world and basically the conservative world, the West is best. Right, 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 right. And we had big permanent cities.
5: Then they moved on to greener pastures where the hunting was better and the land more fertile. Sounds fucking smart to me. Yeah, that just sounds like a nomadic tribe. The idea that the Europeans stole land, which had belonged in perpetuity to any one tribe, is ludicrous. Spain is so
3: punchable. He
0: is so uncomfortable to look at. Like, I can, I'm watching him read the prompt, and his like dead, soulless little beady eyes are freaking me out.
5: This is the basic math of all human history. If you can defend your land, you can keep it. If you can't, you lose it. No, uh, no, uh, no. This was true no, 5,000 no. years, years ago, 500 years ago. And hear, to a very real hear. extent, it is still true today. What is unique is that in conquering North America, some Europeans expressed moral qualms about what they were
3: doing. (laughs) Yeah, because we were entering into a more progressive age of human understanding. This was true from the very beginning. The priest
5: Bartolomé de las Casas wrote an eloquent plea to the monarchs of Spain as early as the 1540s, chronicling in detail how wanton adventurers had exploited natives against the express will of the Spanish crown. The priest's concerns were picked up by countless others over the centuries and continue to this day. Yes, it was Western Europeans who made an issue of human rights, which is why we debate the morality of conquest in the first place. But who wants to talk about that?
0: Wait, no, because what's so comical about this is if you change this to a modern-day subject like abortion, they would say that this argument is irrelevant. Like, me saying— Yeah, there are people who were rightfully pro-choice in a country where people were losing those rights. And isn't that nice? It's like, yeah, it's great that some people had moral qualms with it, but we still fucking did it.
1: Yeah. Also, Erica, to your point, if another human is coming and taking conquest of said land, which is the woman's body, she has the right to fight back and kill said baby.
0: Period. We're anti-baby here.
1: Anti-colonizing
3: the woman's body. (laughs) Oh, my God. The funny thing about this is in this video, they don't even attempt to justify it in any way like, oh, well, we built a great civilization here or people are actually better off because they came to America as slaves, which is all bullshit. But they didn't even attempt to do that here. He's just like, well, finders keepers. And that's what everyone else was doing anyway. So fuck them.
0: And again, we are completely ignoring what is one of the most absolutely heinous. Tragedies of all time, which is A Trail of Tears, which had nothing to do at that point with there being, e- I mean, there was never equal fight, but like at that point, it was just like, we are mass displacing these people. And they never touched that subject because I think that argument starts to fall apart when you actually get closer to modern history instead of looking at the, you know, 15,
3: 16, 1700s. Yeah. It really is evil content. So let's watch more.
4: Rape, murder, war. They all have one thing in common. Men.
3: Strong start, real strong start.
4: Oh my God. Aggression, violence, ambition unchecked by conscience, all the stuff of toxic masculinity, right? Yes. And the solution is obvious. Make men less toxic.
3: I love that they keep starting out these videos by saying the actual thing and then they're like, wait, no, that's totally wrong.
0: I love how the first 15 seconds of these videos are just like some kid's TikTok and then the rest is just like hate speech. But
4: Make men less masculine. Make men more like women. But I'm here to tell you that that way of thinking is not only wrong, it's dangerous. Here's why. When you try to make men more like women, you don't get less toxic masculinity. You get more.
3: That, that, is, that is the best logic.
4: Why? Because bad men don't become good when they stop being men. They become good when they stop being bad.
0: <laughs> but how do we get them to stop being bad? What?
1: <laughs> also, the opposite of toxic masculinity is not
3: a woman. Literally. First off. This is a five-year-old's take on the world.
4: Aggression, violence, and unbridled ambition can't be eliminated from the male psyche. They can only be harnessed. And when they are harnessed, they are tools for good, not for harm. The same masculine traits that bring destruction Uh, also defeat tyranny. The traits that foster greed also build economies. The traits that drive men to take foolish risks also drive men to take heroic risks.
3: Women do all those things too. No, Andrew, I am a
0: woman and I am meek and mild and I'm a soft little flower.
3: It pisses me off as a man because it implies that we're so fucking stupid and caveman like that we can't change ourselves or be better or control ourselves or just these like fucking war machines that run around and rape and pillage and destroy and that's who we are. Everything else has to bend around that.
4: The answer to toxic masculinity isn't less masculinity. It's better masculinity. Yes. And we know what that looks like. It's a young man opening the door for a girl on their first date. Uh It's a father working long hours to provide for his family.
3: Yeah, because capitalism is grinding him down into an alcoholic nub of sadness.
4: Um, first of all, we should not
0: celebrate fathers ignoring their families to provide for them. No shit,
3: but wim- women do
4: this yeah, too. Yeah, my
0: mom was the one who probably worked the most out of my parents.
4: It's a soldier risking his life to defend his country. The growing problem in today's society isn't that men are too masculine. It's that they're not masculine Stop. enough. <laughs>
3: This is the argument that, you know what we really need to stop shootings in schools? We need more guns in schools. We need real men.
4: When men embrace their masculinity in a way that is healthy and productive, they are leaders, warriors, and heroes. <laughs> when they deny their masculinity, they run away from responsibilities, leaving destruction and despair in their wake. Um, The consequences can be seen everywhere.
0: Oh, let me see, girl. We have two men on the pod who are, in fact, not masculine at all. And, I mean, they leave a lot of mediocrity in their wake, but I wouldn't say
3: destruction. Well, Kirk did flip off the ex-president at one time.
1: I did, girl. But I'm a
0: faggot.
4: <laughs> one in four fathers now lives apart from his children. I and children who grew up without a dad are generally more depressed than their peers who have a mother and a father. They are at far greater risk for incarceration, teen pregnancy, and poverty. of high school dropouts are fatherless. Of all the rocks upon which we build our lives, family is the most important, and we are called to recognize and honor how critical every father is to that foundation. That was said by then-Senator Barack Obama in 2008. Stop, stop, If we are honest with ourselves, he went on, we'll admit that too many fathers are missing from too many lives and too many homes. Hold
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay, so toxic masculinity is wildly different than having a father or not. What the fuck does that have to do with anything?
3: They're trying to say that toxic masculinity like isn't a thing, but if it was a thing, it's because fathers are not around for their children. But they haven't really explained why fathers are not around for their children yet. Maybe they'll get to that.
4: As much as we try to deny the need for real masculine strength in society, there's no denying its necessity. Healthy families and strong communities depend on the leadership and bravery of good men. Yet, the current trend is to feminize young men in the hopes of achieving some utopian notion of equality and peace.
3: This also is just fucking grinding my gears. That the idea of like, hey, maybe like don't rape people and ask for consent. Or, hey, you don't have to go into the military and kill people for oil profits is feminizing men.
4: And it starts at the earliest ages, and the school classroom boys are invariably the problem.
3: Um, citation needed.
4: On the playground, aggressive games like dodgeball have long been banished. Uh,
1: girl, hold, on, hold, on, on, so hold on, Kirk is so Kirk is, on, is on, like, don't
0: you dare come after dodgeball.
1: I am gay, and I am a man, and I play fucking dodgeball. Pretty, f- it's not banned here, bitch. So where the
3: fuck are you talking about? Maybe it's banned from schools because people kept fucking hurting themselves.
0: I was gonna say. Yeah,
1: a kid in my a kid, you know what? A kid in my class broke his arm. I literally
0: have seen kids get concussed playing dodgeball. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, that is not toxic masculinity. No, it's just a
3: game, what? It's just kids being crazy.
4: We tell young men that their intrinsic desire to compete is wrong. Everybody gets a trophy. Don't run up the score. This anti-male tilt continues on through higher education and into the workplace.
3: Uh. OK, so, yes, the participation trophy thing, like people have recognized that that's kind of an issue and that's now going out of vogue in schools. But the don't run up the score thing fucking where like it is a meme how crazy parents get at their children's sports games. And as
0: someone who's coached at like different youth age levels, both genders, I will tell you, I have right, never right. seen anyone Like, mercy scoring is pretty rare in most sports other than, like, I know it's big in water polo and soccer, but, like, other than that, it's not a common practice at all. So I just don't get it.
4: It has created millions of tentative men, unhappy women, and confused boys and girls. Here's a secret that every woman knows. Women want real men men they can count on, and yes, look up to. Uh,
0: For, oh, first of all, uh, 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 let me take this one, bitch. Let me take this look one, bitch. Up to, I've never looked up to a man in my life. Especially not me, because I'm 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the only man I could look up at is Paul, because everyone else in this podcast is like four, one. But I think what's so funny about that is it's like, we want a man that we can depend on. And it's like, no, we just want a man that we don't have to raise. Like, we want a man who can depend on himself so that we can live our fucking lives.
3: Oh, you don't want to be a mother to a 32-year-old? <laughs> also, lesbians
1: don't want men. So, I'm going to put that out there, too. You're saying women want yeah. real men? All women, all women,
3: she said. All women. Emphasis on real men. Look, they just haven't gotten a good enough dicking yet.
1: And what do they mean by real men? Like, I want to see a picture. Because all these women I've seen with Candace always husband, and he ain't looking like a real man. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll find out. By her definition. By her definition.
4: I don't know any woman at any age who is attracted to a passive man who looks to her to be his provider, protector, and leader.
3: Anecdotal.
4: That
1: is insane. Why is these, what, guys, these women look, that's uh, fucked up. Is the I look so say, angry.
0: Well, that's yeah. the thing. Well,
1: that, because women are angry. Any out, woman
0: yeah. who wants to have any type of independence is just angry and she's only independent because men don't want her,
3: obviously. Clearly.
4: Like me. Every woman I know wants a strong, responsible man. That's not a consequence of a social (sighs) construct or cultural pressure. It's innate.
0: (laughs) Again, yeah, we want a strong, competent man, but that's because we just want someone that we don't have to. I don't want to raise a kid. I don't want kids, so I'm not going to marry one. What?
3: There are societies outside of the Western world that are matriarchal. Yes, This also goes back to the last video we watched. They're just like, oh, well, this is just human nature. Can't be changed.
4: The devaluation of masculinity won't end well because feminine passive men don't stop evil. Rape, murder, war. They all have two things in common. Bad men who do the raping, murdering, and warring, and weak men who won't stop them. We need good men who will. It's not masculinity that's toxic. It's the lack of it.
1: So erica is in a park on a run and a man comes in and rapes her and it's the weak man
3: who's not theirs fault yes. for this man yes. raping her <laughs> yes you needed a what? strong shiny knight in armor to come save you yeah well,
0: and i think that's what's so hilarious about this video it literally says you're either weak or you're strong but you can be a quote-unquote strong man and be toxic and he can be a quote-unquote weak man and be toxic. So this does not address toxic masculinity at any point. It is just saying that there are people who are stronger and weaker, quote-unquote, but you can't automatically tie goodness to that.
3: No. Some of the ultimate symbols of masculinity we have in America are special operations soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they are some of the most corrupt and problematic men in our society like if you look at them on the surface level that this video was they're the best they are the strongest the hardest the toughest ready to do terrible things in the night for those that are in america to keep them safe and warm in their beds but they deal drugs they fucking murder each other They rape women in war zones. They kill children and innocent civilians for fun. They desecrate bodies. It's leaning into this masculinity that they say is inherent in all of us and can't be changed. And they say, well, you need to lean into that. Well, that's men leading into that yes and being told that this is the ultimate expression of masculinity and i've noticed that so much in like right-wing content in general it's so black and white and and to that's why the ex-seal guys like jocko willing who go around and train and lecture fortune 500 ceos because then we're trying to get those ceos vice presidents and senior vice presidents to act like that too i've seen that in the workplace and it doesn't fucking work well.
1: And they're selling life
3: insurance.
0: Let's step back a thousand miles. The recurring theme in all of this is well, that's just the way that things are. And to try to change it would be bad.
3: Too much work and work. Yeah, it that's worked. the whole sort of ethos is like things are fine the way they are, or things are were better at some indeterminate time in the past. Whatever one they want to choose at that moment, and we have to keep it that way. We can't change. Being progressive is evil to them because it means okay, we need to change. We need to update our definition of what good masculinity is, and, and nobody's trying to say that we shouldn't have masculinity or femininity. They're just saying, like, first of all, it's not a black and white situation. And there's a whole spectrum of what masculinity means. And men and women can show masculine traits. They can show feminine traits. Um, There's more than just men and women. So all of that is just anathema to this extremely narrow worldview of theirs.
1: At the end of the day, you know, I think that we can all say that the health gift that truly exists is prior university. Yeah,
3: what did we learn today? Not a whole lot. I got to say, like, the, the format of these videos is just... Well, are these all from,
1: like, pre-COVID? Oh, no. Some of them are more recent. Some of them, That's interesting because they kept... The style's pretty similar, but they fucking suck.
0: I'm sorry. Do you think the right is known for innovating?
1: No, there's a science... We talked about this before. The science behind Fox News and why it looks like it's 1980 because that's where conservatives feel comfortable. It's so interesting.
3: We said at the top, they're putting a very large amount of their money... Into advertising, so they don't really care so much how it looks, and obviously they don't really care so much what is said.
1: Don't call it, it's radicalizing, not
3: advertising. It will, exactly, it is indoctrination.
1: Would we know why they're called university? Like they're not. You can't actually no, no 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 no. It's totally it's no, it's, it's totally it's like no. It's
3: not a joke. I think uh, originally the one guy, Alan, the executive producer, and not the the public face of it, he did want to create a, a brick and mortar university. Um, for some reason they didn't do that and they did this instead. Arguably this is way more effective.
0: Oh yeah, but it works, right? I mean, they're funded purely through donations and they look like they're doing fine. So Yeah, nobody's giving us ten
3: million dollars. Yeah, they're five one three too.
0: I do think it's wild that they're five oh one yeah, I saw they have like twenty eight million in revenue, but it also in twenty twenty,
3: so it could have gone up since then.
0: And also said twenty eight million in expenses. So I'm like,
3: yeah, I don't really like I,
0: as someone who is an accountant, I need to see these books.
1: PragerU is not an accredited university, nor do we claim to be. We don't offer degrees, but we do provide educational, entertaining, pro American videos.
0: It's giving white people version of School of Hard Knocks.
1: What was the thing when we were kids that was like not School of Rock, but it was like Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I'm just a boo.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, iconic. Well. I feel like we didn't learn a fucking thing today, but that's okay. My brain is mush now, and I need to go lay down in a dark room somewhere and think about my life that has led me to this point in consuming this content. So, I'm Andrew. I'm Kirk.
0: And I'm Erica. Next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead.
3: Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes. We'll